Do you see that text there, Wildcard? Look at those last two texts on there about the news. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning to everybody within the confines of my 100,000-watt combat radio signal. That is truly a technological marvel. We could have done this in the 80s. I don't think this existed in the 80s. It does today, though, and you're listening on it. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I, I saw this, and... Uh, you know, Bill Maher's already done this. So there's a right, there's a there's a a strike going on in uh, in Hollywood right now because the writers are uh, well, they don't get paid for the new model for the new model of the way they get things out. Right now, if you have an approved camera and you know how to shoot a documentary or a film, uh, you can get on Netflix. You can stream a video on Netflix with no issues whatsoever, and. Uh, well, things are changing in Hollywood land. Now, a lot of these writers get paid to do various things. Various things. They'll do things like, they do one thing called punch-up, where they look at what's coming, and they decide to try to add things to it to punch it up a little bit. They look at the, 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 the first cut, and they decide to punch things up, and the writers come in and they do this. Now, Bill Maher got out there, and uh, he pointed out that his show employs more than just writers. And right now, everybody's being taken down by the writer strike. So, Mar got out there and he's decided to bring his show back and he's just going to do it, you know, ad libit, which it's a talk show. I don't know exactly how much writing has to be done unless it's going to be something like a monologue, which he can write and then he can put it on the teleprompter. He can direct somebody, you know, they have teleprompter operators that are out there. He can say, here's my monologue, put it on the teleprompter. Drew Barrymore comes out, and she decides she's going to do the same thing. Now, Drew Barrymore has gone through very uh, quite a few iterations. You know, as a child, she was a child actor, and then she became a, she became a adult actor, and she started or actress, whatever you want to call it, and she sort of got into the production side of it and everything else, and she decided the girl power and all these other things, and now she has a talk show. Now, don't get me wrong. She also, she didn't take a knee. She knelt in its entirety to Dylan Mulvaney for all of his stuff he's going through as a girl. When she's actually a girl. And he should be kneeling before her. But that's not the way it worked out. But that's a, You know what? I don't care. She made this announcement. She supports the strikers. But the show goes on even through difficult times like the pandemic and now the strike. And she said, our show was built for sensitive times. The other thing is this. Her show wrapped up on April the 20th. So they never had to shut down the show. The, the last season of the show for the writers. It just was done. So now it's time for the show to go on and to start airing and, you know, putting up new episodes. Well... I'm, I'm convinced that social media only exists today for the outrage. And, you know, when you get out there and, uh, first of all, when Alyssa Milano is a voice to listen to, to set the moral tone, we have some serious issues to deal with in our society, don't we? 
Don't get me wrong. I'm sure she acts fairly well. I thought she sort of peaked in commando when she was Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter, but she's gone on to do other things. One thing she's done is become a political activist, which she really should stick to acting because she's really a dimwit. She showed up at one of the NRA shows with an armed detail to give her security while she was protesting us having guns. I think this is in Dallas. I think she showed up in Dallas. Now, Drew Barrymore got out there and she decided to make a video to explain what she was doing. No need to explain. You know what? They're doing new episodes of The View. Why aren't they going after them? That's another daytime talk show and it's airing during the strike. Are they going after them? No, they're doing they're doing all their stuff. Sans writers, which, uh, you know, the level of stupidity doesn't seem to change no matter how they work it out. But uh, that doesn't matter. Drew Barrymore gets out there. She decided she, she's trying not to be a scab. It, you know what? Who cares about their vernacular? Just get out there and do your thing, young lady. But one of the uh, spokespersons told Deadline Today, uh, Drew Barrymore should not be on the air while her writers are on strike fighting for a fair deal. In reality, shows like this cannot operate without writing. And that is struck work. I beg to differ. If you own the property, if you own the intellectual property of a show, I suspect you probably are the one that determines what it is and what it is not. And it's largely going to be dependent on where you're filming it. Just ask Alec Baldwin why he was filming Rust in New Mexico so he could shoot Helena Hutchison and get away with it. Well, no sooner did she get that out there, well, Drew's spine just crumbled. And this is the thing. we got to believe these people when they tell us who, are, who, who they are. If you get out there and you think social media is the end-all, be-all of all things, social media is a... Social media is the matrix. Now, I, somebody was giving me a bunch of stuff about the Lock and Load episode that aired on here with Super Dave, uh, Super Dave Harrington. Super Dave has completely unplugged from all social media. And he's thoroughly enjoying it. Because he gets to be a human again. It, it's not about, you know, look at this background. Let me take a picture and post it on Instagram. Hey, let me show this. Let, let, let me do this. Let me do this post on Facebook and see how many people like it. You know, nobody, he, he's not, you know, we, we've all gotten captured in, and wrapped up in this whole algorithm nonsense. The people that are striking are without work. And the people who are not Writers are also without work through no fault of their own while the strike continues. And you would think that Drew Barrymore, who's been involved in show business since she was a child, would get this. But when the blowback came, she cried and got on social media again and tried to have it both ways. And you can't have it both ways, Drew. I'm sorry. Take a stand, young lady. It's okay. Be loyal to your people. That's great. They're the ones who make you. She may be up there. She may be the one. On, and listen, I understand completely how this works. I may be on, the one on the mic and everything. But there's a lot of moving parts that go in to just making this show happen. And I got Wildcard. He's doing the mechanics of all of it. He's he's the guy making the car run. I'm just the driver, you know. I, I you know, the, and everything behind what I do. Every all the people you never hear about, all the people you never see that make this show possible. I get how this kind of thing works.
Now, what she does is she does a show where people like to watch her talk to other people. And I don't know how much writing that entails. You got to have somebody to get out there and get the get the fan get get the guests. You put them out there. You get out there and you say, Drew, uh, this is who's coming. You need to prepare for that. Drew has to actually go out there and do her own research. She could and should go on with the show, but she's caved, and that's unfortunate. She said, I've listened to everyone and I'm making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over. I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have heard and, of course, to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today. We really tried to find our way forward and I truly hope for a resolution for the entire industry soon. Okay. Bill Maher's not going that way. Because you know what? Bill Maher doesn't owe Hollywood anything. Drew Barrymore doesn't owe Hollywood anything. None of these people that actually have this, these kind of responsibilities with these kind of crews have, they owe Hollywood nothing. And if their writers are wanting a better deal, okay, fine, I get it. But at the same time, you can't stop the world spinning. The world is going to spin. Time marches on. While you're out there holding up the sign, you're not doing anything, and this is time you'll never get back. And while you're out there taking a stand for what's right, for you know, to, to, to make my due right wage, remember that. Because the business model has always changed in, in entertainment. It has always changed. Now, to piggyback on that story about the guy who thought he could just run somebody over because it was cool, Let's talk about what certain students are doing today as they conduct themselves in school because it is stunning. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Now, remember, I said that this murder in Las Vegas was an indicator of a bigger, deeper issue. And now we move on to that. And still, I've got that muted. Why do I have that muted? You know, you push the buttons for the stream and it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't cooperate with you. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page and, of course, podcasts, plural. Straight talk, lock and load, Gun Owners News Hour. All available on the free Odyssey app. Don't cost nothing. I've got a question for you. If you are in, if you're a millennial, if you are anything above a millennial, when you look at young Americans today, do you think they better appreciate things when they work for them? Because free is increasingly the big cost now. Intelligent.com conducted a late August survey concerning students and their grades. They questioned 288 teachers and college professors, and the findings point to a peculiar approach to making all A's, assisting upon them. Gen Z students are purported practitioners of grade grubbing, 
begging or threatening their instructors for a higher grade than they've actually earned. Per the report, 44% of educators say students often ask for better grades than they should be rightly be awarded. More than 4 in 10 educators surveyed say students somewhat, 26%, or very often, 18%, ask them to change their grades to a higher score that they haven't earned. Additionally, 24% say this happens every so often. 25% say it happens rarely. Only 6% of respondents say students never ask them to improve their grades. Now, I, I, never, I never thought about doing that. I never. Th I, why, how come I never thought about doing that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why I never thought about doing that. Because I would have been looked at like I was crazy, and then I would have been sent to the office. And back in the you know back in the seventies and the eighties, that meant well, I wasn't in school in the eighties. Back in the seventies, that was a problem. But these days, the students are impressively in charge now. Personal feelings is paramount. Meritocracy is out the window. Modern America is heavy on punishment, or excuse me, heavy on reward and very light on punishment. And we get these headlines. Ivy League University ditches standardized testing. We'll judge an applicant's background and voice. Or school bans expensive coats to protect its poorer students' feelings. Or college school students and staff on microaggressions death by a thousand cuts and the myth of meritocracy. A medical school dissects its honor society because grades may be racist. <laughs> Colorado University hosts teacher training to fight the white supremacy of productivity. Professor insists anti-cheating rules aren't fair to black and Latinx students. New York University students demand they be given the president's house and straight A's. There you have it for societal sensibilities. And we get this from the intelligent.com website. Anecdotally, there appears to be an increase in the frequency of students trying to negotiate higher grades, says professor and higher education advisor Darlene Gajewski. And this is affecting a flock of fields, including ones you might not expect. Pointed out by Professor Diane, your heart doctor may have had his or her grades doctored, you know? And we get this. While there's not a lot of research on this yet, in a study of undergraduate students preparing for careers in medicine, over a quarter of the respondents self-reported engaging in grade-focused interactions. Students are standing up for themselves, and contemporary parents are engaged in their kids' education. In school, the pressure is on the teachers, not the class takers. And we get back to Intelligent.com. 38% of instructors have faced harassment from students and 33% from parents over grades. 45% of those polled believe Gen Z students more frequently ask for better grades than did their predecessors. A breakdown of the justifications. Trouble in their personal lives, 59%. They were sick, 35%. The class too difficult, 41%. The grading was unfair, 35%. The reasons a low grade would ruin their average. They believe the teacher's grade was biased. Parents will get mad if they know they didn't do their work. And maybe the bottom line explanation is far simpler than any prov provided by trying to find it out from the students. Because apparently if they demand, they get it. 
And we get this, 82% of educators have given in to demands. So that means, you know, stated by about the pre-med study of students asking for better grades, 71% were successful in their negotiation for a higher grade. So participation trophies have led to this. Gone is the stern old school teacher who expected you. All you had to do was listen. All you had to do was listen. And then write down what you listened to. Take the test on to the next thing. Today, the education system is just a big old hug. Big old cozy hug. Singing kumbaya. You can start out by asking nicely for a good grade. And if that doesn't work, uh, well, then you can demand a good grade. And for those of us that are getting of a certain age, at some point in my lifetime, these people that are in school right now demanding these grades are going to be heart surgeons, and they're going to be doctors, and they're going to be in charge of the country. I don't know. I don't exactly understand what's supposed to be done here, to be quite honest with you. I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, so schools become this indoctrination center, but apparently it's also now, it's just, it's just a, a, a diploma mill. You just go in, you don't have to learn nothing. You go in, you stay there, you interact, you get your girlfriend, you do your social media, you're on the football team, you're on the track team, whatever it is. You do all those things and then you get out and then you don't know anything. You don't know anything. I saw a stand-up comedian the other day ask some pre-neuroscience majors in school they were undergraduates in pre-neuroscience uh, when they did away with slavery and one of them said 2000 and this was a black comedian asking this which he thought that was hilarious then he said who's the 16th president and they were like they didn't know who's the first black president they didn't know we got problem. well you know what um, when my generation is gone, if something doesn't change in America, something bad is going to happen in America. When we're dead, America is going to be, I don't know what, I don't know what. I mean, I hear about the Gen Z boys turning more and more to the, to the right and wanting to be more and more conservative because they're being vilified. They have just all kinds of stuff coming at them from every corner. We don't know. Do we know? What's education like here in, in Greenville education, for example, in the upstate of South Carolina? What is education like? Do you, as parents, are you getting out there saying, oh, no, 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 he's going to Princeton. He needs an A. I don't care that he didn't show up for any of the classes. Give him an A. Are you doing that? Thankfully for some of us, uh, I looked up the other day and Mitt Romney's decided to hang up his hat and just let his beautifully coiffed hair just... Blow in the wind. Thank God. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. <clears throat> all right. Push all the buttons. Push all the buttons. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. Let's go to the phones. Never Trumper. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, yes, um, I only caught part of your program today. Did you discuss a, a, a little bit about Trump's um, uh, interview yesterday on uh, Meet the Press with Kristen uh, Walker or his speech on Friday night? No, sir. Okay. So you you kind of know what what happened on uh, Friday night with Trump's confusion as to who he beat in 2020 and the fear of starting World War II? I, I, I have I that, have right? read about that. I have read about that. I haven't, yeah, I haven't gone looking for it yet, though. And, I, you know, uh, Biden certainly has his share of uh, stumbles, but I was kind of surprised that on Fox and on all the right-wing uh, media shows, there was not a not a, a mention of uh, of uh, Trump's uh, troubles he had Friday night, and then kind of the um, interview that he gave on Sunday with uh, Kristen. That really, I, I I don't know how his uh, lawyers uh, choose to keep trying to uh, defend him. He just kept on giving more and more um, evidence that can be used in court that's against them. And um, in what way? I don't understand why he does these interviews other than his just uh, need for the attention at the moment. Well, he, he, mean, has, a, he, he, has, he has a big ego. So, yeah, you just you just but, I mean, it. this is it's, it's not a biggie, but it's it's huge. I, I don't know of any other po- politician. It, it even surpasses somebody like uh, Lindsey, Lindsey Graham, who was probably fighting fighting for the chair on uh, uh, Sunday to to do his normal uh, Sunday talk shows. Sure, but um, you know, not 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 a not a good look for Trump. And in the end, I was going to ask, do you do you think that there is a there's a chance that uh, Trump is just going to say, you know what, um, I think I've had enough of this. Uh, just like Joe's not in his prime anymore, maybe I'm not either. I mean, he he he's got to have seen the tape of what he was saying, and he's not a dummy, but he's got to have some self uh, reflection to say. So did did, did you I'm watch not, it? I'm did you watch it? Good. Did you watch it? Yes. Okay. Yes. So all right. So here, here's my question to you. Now I understand that you don't like Trump, and I've asked you this question before. Do you have an alternative? Uh, an alternative to Trump? Well, uh, it's kind of an easy question and a uh, and a and a hard one. Yeah. Uh, the easy one is anybody but Trump. I'm a never Trumper. So okay. if you go up there and you're the candidate against Trump, I'm voting for you. I'm okay. voting for Biden. I'm voting for Clinton. I'm voting for uh, Kamala. I'll vote for Christie. I'll vote for DeSantis against Trump. Never Trump. Okay, so so in other words, so if if he's the nominee, you're going to vote for the Democrat. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, sure. then you're part of the problem. Well, no, I'm. You no, know, yeah, you are. You are. You are. Now, because I'm part of the because problem. this is this is because I'm it, voting. It, well, yeah, you are voting, but I mean, the problem is, is that you're you're voting for somebody based upon who they are versus what they do. Well, I mean, they're they're pretty close who they are and what they do. I mean, people are defined. Well, why? By what why they do? Why? Why are we? Are. 
Why are they so afraid of him? Why are they so afraid of him that they've gone after him under every guise, under every method? Who, who, who's afraid of Trump? Uh, the Democrats, the DOJ, the Democrats, the DOJ. Why, why, why did they find? Why, why did they find uh, classified documents in Joe's, uh, in Joe, Joe Biden's garage next to his Corvette? And they're doing nothing about that, but they raided Mar-a-Lago. Well, for the same, for the same uh, reason that they're not doing it with with uh, Pence or dozens of other ex-senators that end up piling up all the papers, putting them in the boxes, leaving, coming home, finding them. They go, oh, oh, look what I got, and they end up turning them in. It's not the fact they had them. It's no, 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 no. The senators, the senators them. are not allowed to have archives like that. Presidents are allowed to have their papers. They end up bringing stuff back. Well, yeah, that doesn't that. But, so they're they're not going after it. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. This is my only question to you. Okay. So if it's anybody other than Trump, just make that your position and move on. You're well, letting yeah, you're yeah, if I you're think, if you're against Trump, you're letting him live in your head rent free. And my question, my question is, why not Trump? Why not Trump? What's what is it about Trump's policy when he was in office that you didn't like? Because that's all I'm concerned about is what he does in office. What do you? What did the, you not the like? The biggest, the biggest policy killer that I that I that I thought for him was to discount uh, the uh, COVID uh, vaccine, while at the same time taking it himself secretly. And encouraging it in the background, but publicly discouraging it, that cost probably hundreds of thousands of lives. Well, see, when Trump was when Trump was running the running the nation at the opening of COVID, everybody wanted a vaccine. Do you remember that? Everybody, nobody wanted to come out till there was no. a vaccine. Do you remember that? Yeah, but not everybody. Not, not yeah, not not yeah, but not yeah, but nobody wanted to come out till they knew they were doing something about it. Did they do the right thing? No, absolutely they did not. But I mean, Trump's not a doctor, right? He's just the president. People like Fauci run the country. He's just the president. Fauci, Fauci comes runs in. Runs the country? Huh? Yeah. Why did he let Fauci run the country? If he was the president, Fauci, I, I, Fauci's I been running the country. Strong. Fauci's been running the country since before. This was just an opportunity. The reason all of this went the way it went was to have the election the way it went in 2020. So if if you believe that Fauci ran the country, then mm -hmm. Trump allowed Fauci to run the country, and that's what you want for 2024. Who Someone was who was Fauci supporting Trump in government? Who was supporting Trump in government? His Department of Justice wasn't. Congress wasn't. Nobody on the Republican side supported Trump. Nobody on the Republican side defended Trump. Why? For the for for the Why? first two years, the Repub because they didn't have any confidence in him. Okay. Didn't like him. Well, that that's 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 he their problem. He was elected. Like he was elected. It doesn't matter yes, if they have confidence yes, in was. him. He's the commander in chief. You had Milley so making phone calls to the Chinese. Undermining his 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 authority as commander in chief, telling the Chinese, "I won't let anything happen." Bill, he had a bunch you, of treasonous things happening. What do you think is going to happen different in twenty twenty four when he has maybe the House again and he doesn't have the Senate? Well, I don't do you know. Think things are going to change. Nothing. I don't Nothing's know. Going to change 
I don't know. So if, if, if it's Trump, let's all vote for Biden because he ain't Trump. That's that's the reason to vote for him, right? Well, I've already given you two over the last couple of phone calls. Okay, okay. Well, thanks. Have a good day. Bye, bye. Don't call me back again unless you got some, you know, your, 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 I mean, is this high school? Hmm. We'll get back to Mitt Romney when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Text line got hot on that one. <laughs> now, first of all, uh, for those of you that took uh, umbrage with uh, with Never Trumper, this is the thing. Um, people like this fascinate me. If there was some reason that you could articulate for Trump that you don't like about Trump in what he's in something he's actually done, something technical that he's actually done, and let's you know, yeah, you have to take a lot of things into consideration. First of all, uh, Trump, I think Trump was treated with ivermectin, wasn't he? Didn't he? Or hydroxychloroquine. He, t- he took something besides the, uh, besides the vaccine. And he did what everybody was calling for. But he also made us completely independent of the rest of the planet with energy independence. The tactical and strategic value of that has no, there's no way to quantify what he did. Just no way. So when somebody like that calls in, I want to find out why. And if why if it's that vacuous to where they're, uh, it's just, I'll vote for anyone. It doesn't matter. Just as long as it didn't Trump. Okay, I get it. It's about the personality. And you're going to vote against your own self-interest in this case because you just can't stand it. Okay. Well, when you indicate that to me, then there's no need to have any further discussion with you. If you think he's, I mean, listen, if, if, if Trump is not your cup of tea, by all means, vote for whomever you like. And in the general election, you know, vote for whomever you like. And, but you, in this case, what we're saying is that, well, I'm not going to vote for whomever I like. I'm just not going to vote for him. Now, doesn't that seem, and it's because I don't like him. Now, let's not forget that before he decided to come down the escalator, the left loved Trump. Loved him because he'd never come out and said anything about him. Of course, what they also didn't talk about is the things that he did in the background. And then when he came out and they see the realization of Trump in the beginning, I don't know how it is now, but in the beginning, the realization of Trump was this was going to be somebody who was used to. uh, This guy was used to getting things done. Putting up a building in New York City is is not the easiest thing to do. And he would do it under budget and faster than his allotted time. So this was a guy that was used to making things happen. So he started making things happen in government. And he didn't make things happen. And if he had had, if Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell had been behind him, there's no telling where we would be right now today. He would probably still be the president if those two guys had been behind him because it's all about performance. 
And if they'd gotten behind him and let him push his agenda, which was America first. But I mean, you know, this is no different than Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan is, he's out there, never Trump again, right? And he just doesn't like Trump. He thinks Trump's bad for the, for the, for the nation. Trump is bad for D.C. is what it boils down to. Trump is bad for D.C. That's all there is to it. Trump doesn't need D.C.'s money. He doesn't come in destitute. He comes in as a billionaire. How much money has he made off of the government? Zero. So, <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, you know, I, I sit back. I, I've, I've had people tell me I don't like Trump because of what he says on Twitter. And I don't like Trump because of how he does this. And I don't Trump the way because of the way he talks and all these other things. And you know what? We've had, you know, George Bush. He was very eloquent. George Bush was very eloquent. And uh, his family just tried to take down the attorney general of Texas. And they got vanquished. Bush is done. The Bush dynasty is over. Mitt Romney. He looks great. You know, he, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't do the mean tweets. Right now, we don't have the mean tweets. Isn't America better? If you got a real legitimate reason, and that would have to be a policy reason in my view. Okay? A policy reason. Somebody putting America first, wanting to build a border wall that costs $5 billion while we're out there throwing how many billions and trillions of dollars at the Green New Deal. Right now, all of the Green New Deal is playing. I mean, we're, we're exploiting a bunch of children in, in Africa right now that are under slave labor, digging up all this stuff that we got to have that so we can have our Teslas and our iPhones. So if you got a real reason, come at me with it. And if the only reason you got is you don't like them, I heard you. I don't need to keep hearing it. I will talk to you guys in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.